Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to part two of a discussion. We're talking all about food, diets, cooking, how it impacts on men and women, relationships, dating. And I'm joined by the fantastic Ali Woods and the delicious Christelle Pereira. Ali, I mean, what about you? Do you think men are more tolerant with this? I mean, I don't mean to be sexist here, but I definitely, if I really, really fancy a woman, by thinking back to the black and white files of me being single, and I'm really attracted to her and she's kind, she's got her own money, she's got her own career going on, she's confident, she's beautiful, obviously, all of those things, and I go out and she's like, I only omelette and chips. It's a bit annoying, and I would probably say something, but it's not a, a relationship breaker for me. What about you, Ali? Well, if she was going on, on about a sick fruit for two hours, then you might <laughs> yeah, exactly. Remember, but, but yeah, but um, how's your dessert? Well, sick? That, <laughs> yeah, it's like some sick fruit, you know. That's sick, that's sick, sick isn't it? Trees and that. Sick as your down. fruit, bro. Yeah, <laughs> bro. Don't even with me now. <laughs> yeah, there's, I think there's definitely the stereotype is that you sort of nod along if she's beautiful and you like her, you just nod along to whatever that, that's going on, and then because you're like, well, I want to go back with you, but. Um, I think for me, I, I, it's not a deal breaker because I'm not myself like an amazing cook or a chef like Christelle. So it's not going to be a huge part of, of being with me as much. But uh, it's definitely for me, like it gives a sense of the person that they're, if they're unwilling to try food, what else are they not willing to try? Are they quite closed minded? Are they not like new experiences? Have they at sort of 23, 24 just decided, well, that's me, that's what I'm like. You know, I'm just oh. like that. That's me for the next 60 years. Oh, fuck. And so yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I'd, I'd, I'd be with that. It was the question I was going to ask you, and it's a tricky one to answer, but you've already partially said it, about this idea of, of translation. Now, when I was single, wrongly or rightly, I would translate from the dinner experience to other aspects of the life. And this is not a sexist thing. This will go, I'm, I'm pretty sure women would do this as well. I mean, if you sat down at dinner, girls, with a guy whose shirt's buttoned up wrong, there's an egg stain, there's a bit of hair poking up from his back, you wouldn't be human if you didn't translate that hygiene to other areas of your experience you might have with this guy. I mean, are you saying, Ali, that if a girl's like, don't like it, don't try anything new, don't like anything that tastes funny, are you thinking, hmm, this is probably not going to work if we go to Rumpy Pumpy Town? <laughs> yeah, oh, you've been there. It's great, isn't it? I love it. Uh, you know, um, the girl that's like, I just want to try different flavors. I'm up for anything once. Bring it all. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, I booked the Uber to Rumpy Town already, mate. Let's go. Uber surgeon. Go. I don't care. Yes, yeah, exactly. See if they got space. 
yeah you know what it's like it's one of those things where you're right you don't want to be too judgmental especially in dating as well when it's so easy to just we're only humans we're human beings we can't help we're human especially on dating when it's so easy to have a sort of not brilliant first impression of someone but you get yep. to know them a bit more and they can, they can be great you know a lot of people in relationships start out and go like you know I didn't think they were at first but then you know they, they won me over and all that sort of stuff but um, my my issue with it is, as you say, it's just that closed mindedness. I just yeah. I just worry that they will have that attitude for a lot of things if they have that for food. I don't mind if someone's not into spice. Hey, you know, I'm the palest guy going. You know, I'm like an A4 piece of paper. But <laughs> but if it's just the unwillingness to even try, if they try it and don't like it, absolutely fine. But if they're just like, no, 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 I always have fish and chips whenever I go out. I just oh. think this isn't a 1950s <sighs> awful marriage. That's like, missionary I want someone... sex every night. That yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, to be fair, is my best move. But, yes, exactly. But it's, <laughs> I like yeah, to get a purchase on the bedstead. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Sometimes, sometimes I switch up to the other two that exist. But, uh, anyway, the, <laughs> but I think spice, spice Chris, is different, I think, to flavour. Spice is about pain thresholds and tolerance. But yeah. isn't the point, though, I hear what Ali's saying, you know, you can't be too cruel, first impressions, blah, blah, blah. But isn't that what is unique about food and a dining experience together? Even if it's the very first date, you've swiped, you've never even spoken in real life. There isn't, intimacy to sharing food that is almost it's almost like a metaphor for a relationship or for love making it stands in like a proxy for other interaction it's so intimate it is although do you know what i guess it's quite difficult because i agree and i think if you both have an interest in food you can talk about it and then it can like you know we're talking about you can translate that into other areas and you know if someone is very close-minded about it you think well they're going to be close-minded about other things. And actually, one thing that I do is if someone says something that I don't agree with, for example, if I'm on a date and someone says, oh, I don't want to eat that, I will just be like, why? And I'll, I'll ask them the question. <laughs> it stinks <laughs> of vomit, you mental <laughs> bitch. <laughs> so, well, yeah, and if they tell me that, if if What they... about this anus pair? Will you try that? No, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> basically if they don't have if they've got a good reason as to why they don't want to try something yeah. fine it's all about the reason they give but also on your point about you know food being you know really integral and it's all about you know this language of love and stuff actually when I'm like kind of out and I'm you know in a restaurant when I'm for example you know on a date or something I actually end up not eating much because I'm talking so much and actually even though I've chosen a nice place it's got really good food I end up chatting and then I just eat like two spoons of rice and I call it a day because a, I'm just too busy talking. And also, I don't know what you guys think from a guy's perspective, but some, and I've kind of got over this, but there was definitely this complex of eating in front of men. Oh, and like, there was this whole complex of like, kind of, you don't want to look like a pig or you don't have like food in your mouth or you don't want to look greedy. Right. And so actually I found, even though I'm such a foodie and I eat so much, I think sometimes if I'm in front of like a guy, I would actually not eat as much because I'm a bit more self-conscious. Really? I've got more better. I've got, I think, better now over the years. But this was definitely something back in the day I was... That's fucked up. That's quite fucked up, Krista. You know what? I find that I find the opposite when I'm on <laughs> You want to eat, eat more. I <laughs> show off how much I can eat. Two I go turkey drummers. <laughs> yeah, I get a family meal box. I'll be like, what's your style? And you're going to get impressed. I smash it. Don't give her any, obviously, but I smash it back. Um, no, but I actually find the opposite with, with when I date women is that I, that puts me off is when they might feel uncomfortable, insecure or whatever about eating and maybe in front of me, but just eating in general might, I don't, I don't, I don't want anything. Oh no, you have something. I'll, I'll just not eat. I, I love it when I'm on a date with, with a lady who's just like smashing back the wings and just yes. getting more in. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. Eat your wings, girls. Eat them. Okay. A, bit, a, a trickier question. 
I'm asking this genuinely because I like practical answers on this show where people can actually take them into their life. First date, fair enough. Date number X, let's not pry into anyone's morals here. <laughs> There's a chance it could be on. This could be the back to my minimum snog. Do you not find an issue with the amount of food consumed and the possibility of an erotic experience later on? Not just in dating, in any relationship. You're constantly calibrating. I know I've just eaten chicken tea and masala, mm. rice, naan bread, peswari naan and Indian ice cream. <laughs> there is no way on earth I'm going to smash my soggy acorn anywhere after an insulin spike like that. <laughs> Mate, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm already at that age where I can either have a big dinner or sex. I can't do both. But this it's is gone. an issue. Mm. It's gone. Uh, if I have that curry, best I can do is a fingering, honestly. Oh, <laughs> wow. It's, a lady's finger, Bindi Bhaji. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Mark. If you are planning, to, if you are planning oh, to make sweet chuff for that one, chuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, then, then I would say, I would say, yeah, oh. absolutely. You got, you got, you got a limit. What you, what you doing? You want to be nimble? It's like you going on stage. You're, you're taking it like an athlete. You know, Thank the you. best, the Usain Bolts, they can eat chicken nuggets and just get on with it. Yeah. But for, for us mortals. You've got to have something lean and with a bit of carb in there to, to keep you going. That's my opinion. Christelle, tell us, tell us, and all the Garys, Daves, Leons and Mohammeds listening, tell us, <laughs> does that enter a girl's head? Does she start to eat less if she thinks it's on? Because you could, if you were cynical and it was the fifth day, go, hmm, she's eating less tonight. Get and go and do celebratory dance in the toilet on your own. <laughs> Do you know what? Again, so, which really, I have done. <laughs> it really depends on the situation because it depends also, A, because I also think it's really about the conversation. It's all about when you're talking. And I think yep, if you're yep, having yep. a really good conversation, actually, and this is coming from a foodie, the food comes second, and you actually forget about what you're eating and how much you're consuming. But it is also about like body confidence. And that is, you know, what happens, you know after the meal because it's actually if you've eaten a food like for example with like lots of dairy or something that's really heavy you feel bloated and then you feel very unattractive and you probably won't feel very confident in yourself so actually yeah in that situation again it really if I'm conscious of it I probably would just be like oh actually I'm not gonna I'm gonna stay off the heavy food because I don't want to feel bloated I don't want to feel uncomfortable and I also don't want to be like you know don't eat loads of raw onions or garlic or vomit fruit today (laughs) Oh, I couldn't believe you, Chris. Like, even when you were saying that, I still believe you'd have the vomit fruit. I still, that's that's the, the the wheat from the chaff, that isn't it? Let's see who the real man is. Let's not, imagine loading the sprouts pre pre evening. And uh, well, there's only one last thing left to discuss, and that's cooking itself. We know historically professional kitchens have been male dominated. According to military history, during the times of war in the 14th to 15th century, men in the army were expected to cook. Over the years, the trend culminated into a military-style hierarchical structure in professional kitchens. This is where it started, ladies. Now, we know, obviously, with our esteemed guest today, that is bullshit. But I wonder where we stand, because we, we live in a weird world. We have done up until about... 20 years ago, 15 years ago, where women were expected to be the cooks at home, but men were the chefs outside the house. It's mm. bizarre. It was like a badge of honour to say, I can't cook, can't even boil an egg. She does it. Yet the moment I step out of the front door, a magical portal opens where all men are genius cooks. What the fuck's going on, Christelle? I guess yeah. you're the best person to start on this. I think that, I mean, it's really messed up, if I'm honest. Like, it just makes no sense. If... And I think, you know, we're in a good, I mean, we've still got a lot of work to do, but in this day and age, hopefully if you have a skill, you can do it at home and you can do it, you know, publicly. And and that's 
you know, the beauty of, I guess, how times have changed. And I think it's a shame that that was the case before where women were home cooks. And I guess that's, you know, years and years ago, women didn't work. And so they provided for the family while the men would go out and then they would, you know, work and they would bring in the money and the income. And that's kind of traditionally how it works. And I think now you have seen a shift where, I guess, women's skills from the kitchen. And I wouldn't say it's just, you know, home cooks who, you know, have been cooking because they didn't have a job. I think, you know, people like me who have a job and also just love and have a passion for cooking actually think, no, I'm going to go out and show my skills off. And I'm I'm so glad to see that change. And that actually, now it's more a case of, I think it's becoming, even though there are men in the industry, I think you are seeing a lot more women chefs and cooks out there. And I think there is a big, you know, women presence in cooking and baking, which is great. And I'm hoping that that will continue to evolve. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ali, is it... A th- this is a difficult question, okay? If you get into a relationship and you're the one doing right, all of the... It's difficult for me to Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, yeah, sorry. Well, I see so why you, you prepare me for G- that. Given the musculature on your forearms, I can see you're going to struggle with this answer. <laughs> and that, Both arms can, as well, that's the impressive thing. Pop, Popeye's forearm. Um, <laughs> no, but is it effeminate to be the one who cooks in your relationship? I'm obviously using a heavy dose of irony here. But if you're the one who cooks all the meals at home, it's still, isn't it? 2022, 28-year-old man, there's still a tinge of girly boy if you're the one doing all the cooking while she's sat there with her feet up and you both worked equally hard yeah i think with people i know with with my age group yeah i think it's weird because i agree there is still this tinge of emasculation with that and i don't know why i don't know why that should be and i don't even think if you ask the people involved in the relationship that they would think it was emasculating no but i think it's just because we were growing up there were no images of sort of men in the kitchen cooking for the family it was either men in a professional kitchen as you say uh, all those celebrity chefs or it was if it was a domestic situation in a sitcom or on tv in an advert or whatever the woman was being in the kitchen in fact i remember growing up and the the punchline of jokes was sometimes that 
the man had to wear a frilly apron and would be, things would be burning in the kitchen while the kids were, and it'd be like, could you imagine leaving this to a man? Like, I mean, well, it was still, I mean, it was still adverts up until about three or four years ago. The comedy dad looking after his own child, let alone cook it. Oh no, I'm looking after my own child that I've created for half an hour. I wonder <laughs> if I'll spill Lenore on the floor. I mean, how fucking insulting to most men who've had to step yeah. up yeah. and be the also, emotional. Also, also to women as well, because I think it's like the idea that no women, you know, you know. No women, you have to because I mean, you know, you have to give up your dreams and your career. Yeah. Because what are you yeah, going to let exactly, your kids exactly be, yeah. be be brought up by the the other half of people who created him? Come yeah. on, yeah. now yeah. that's not you can't have that. But you're right though, because it's about the stereotypes. Because it's even like, for example, a nurse. You would automatically picture a nurse as a woman because that's mm. the way that a nurse has been portrayed. A nurse with a little hat and a little short skirt. But actually, no, you get male nurses. And what I'm the sure. Shoes? What were the shoes like? Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't fucking stop. And, uh, yeah. No, but you're, you're absolutely right. So, okay, let me ask you both the same question. I'll ask you first, Christelle. You are into a relationship with a man. He loves food. He's a foodie. You talk about food at the table. Everything's perfect. The bedroom, everything's perfect. He cannot cook. Can't boil an egg. Can't fucking cook. Totally unacceptable in 2022 or just something that he's going to need to fix and you'd work with. I mean, let's make let's make it interesting. Let's make yeah. the man thirty five, so it's not like he's mm. twenty one and he's just, just left home. I would definitely be concerned, and the reason why it's not. I mean, the thing is, I'm actually happy to do all the cooking because I kick people out of the kitchen. That's fine, but fundamentally, if a man of thirty five years old can't cook, I'd be like, "What have you been doing your whole life?" And I think that's almost a bit like you know, provided that he's say had a relationship with, with his parents, I'd be like, "So you." were 35 or up until you left home you let your parents cook for you at the ripe age of 35 so what have you been doing and I think that it's a basic life skill I'm not telling you to go out and you know make caviar on whatever but like if you can't boil an egg that is fundamentally wrong but like I said I'd be happy like to do all the cooking in a relationship because I enjoy it and it's kind of you know what I do but if someone can't doesn't have basic skills in the kitchen I think that is slightly wrong I would work with the person to be like look okay let me teach you how to boil an egg. Here's an egg timer. Here's an egg. Here's a pot of water. There you go. Here's a bread. Here's a toaster. You just, you know, turn it on. Um, and that what would be magic it. is this? What yeah. magic? <laughs> yeah, you lost me there, Christelle. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was actually my dad was 35 when he moved in with my mum. And on the morning he moved out, my nan ironed his shirt and made him his last cooked breakfast. And then he moved into my our house. And then the next day... The fried breakfast was made by my mum. I mean, there wasn't even a day's wow. crossover. I'm going to ask you the same question, Ali. Feel free to get yourself cancelled with the answer. <laughs> uh, you meet her. She's the perfect girl. She's 28. She's Everything's perfect. Whatever your p- perfect physical type is, everything's good. She's got her own... Whatever it is that turns you on, it's all there. It's cracking in the bedroom. Has nothing. Can't even enter the kitchen without having a pant. Zero. Shocking. How dare she show her face, to be honest. I mean, how do, but is it an I'd issue? Block and report her. No, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll admit it, it. It's an issue for me. It's a fucking issue for me because it doesn't just represent some sort of women should be cooking thing. It doesn't represent that at all. What it represents for me is how the fuck have you not been able to wipe your own ass at 28 years but old? Are you not translating again, Russell? No, I'm not. It's like, I'm trying. Yes, I am. I'm translating. Well, how's that going to manifest itself in your finances then? How's that going to manifest itself when we have a child and we need to get her ready for school in the morning? If you can't organise and you've never had the independence to learn how to prepare food, it's not just a thing. 
like learning French or learning how to like do orienteering or, or picking up a hobby. It's a fundamental life skill. Human beings need to feed themselves and know how to use ingredients and survive, particularly in the food environments we live in. And I'll, I'll, I'll put my neck on the line and say, it's a fucking issue if I'm dating a girl and she can't cook. Not because I think women should cook, but because how the fuck have you not learned to feed yourself nutritiously? Yeah. Yeah, I think what you're talking about there, yeah, exactly. If if it is that level of remedial skill, look, hey, I'm not the best cook, I'm okay. You know, I am a man, so I guess in a professional kitchen, I'd probably be better than Christelle, even though she's <laughs> yeah, exactly. a professional chef. And, Absolutely. And finest, but but it's just, that's not, that's just Your, your phallus acts as a counterweight as you move between the pans. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Check the temperature, it's a bit, but exactly. anyway, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 to cover that we've covered that as science but uh but yeah but i think as you're saying if someone has such poor level of skill where it's idiocy they don't know they don't even know what these things are then as you say it probably does suggest that they're quite infantilized in their life they're quite regressive in their life and as you say what else are you expected to do do they know how to do laundry do they know how to change a bed sheet do they know how to clean the house all this stuff that i'd expect a woman to do no i'm just joking <laughs> but all this other stuff that is part of growing up is part of being an adult and similar as you say if it was a 35 year old woman that i was dating and she didn't know any of this i would, I would it would make me question how mature she is and how that could affect things down the line now having said that if she does not have any of those skills and it's because she has just been full on in her career she eats out all the time she she's making loads of money she's doing this she doesn't care she doesn't want to cook an egg then i could understand that i could actually understand that as her partner and be like right well we can sort something out we can you know eat out or I can cook or whatever you know and I get that but if it's just a general thing of nah I just never you know I've just always been cooked for I guess so I expect that to continue that's a no for me well I think on that note I mean I will just ask you one last quick question we've got two minutes remaining so sorry to only leave two minutes for this deep question I have no idea what either of your cultural backgrounds is I only know that Christelle's surname sounds vaguely Portuguese or something yeah it's Portuguese Uh, so I have no idea but I just wondered really short answers how cooking and food manifested itself in your childhood we'll start with you Christelle the esteemed baker yeah so I'll keep it as short as I can food is integral to my culture and basically growing up it's basically if someone comes to my house and doesn't eat my whole family will be offended that's just how it is we cooked for people um and at any family event if we have people over it's we cook it won't just be you know a curry and a rice it's five curries and five different types of rice and then five different types of vegetables and it's it's all about feasting and you know feeding people and it's just so integral so I've grown up eating so much food and that's how I got into cooking is because I used to watch my mum cook and she'd always be cooking and our house is full of food our fridge is always full our freezer's always full there's no space anywhere to fit anything else in um but that's just how it is there's just loads and loads of food but it's really really important to to my culture and I think if you stripped food away from my culture there wouldn't be like that's a massive part of it so yeah it's very prominent for for us. So that's an interesting answer Christelle and I think that that is the difference Ali I'm just going to assume you are British uh, extraction with a name like Alistair Woods, possibly uh, Scottish me, extraction. Ali Mubarak Woods, thank <laughs> sorry, you very sorry. much. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Egyptian Scottish. And, uh, but that I think is missing from a lot of British cultures, food as community. We have a lot of food as function. You come in from work, no doubt about it, my mum and my nan 
and my dad, all amazing cooks and the food was delicious, but it wasn't necessarily community unless it was a christening or a birthday. It was a shepherd's pie to feed you at the end of a day's graft. It wasn't about the breaking of the bread and the connection. I'm sure we were back in the day post-war, but it feels like it's been lost on this island. I wonder what your relationship was with culture and food growing up. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, my, so my mum's Scottish and my dad's Northern. Um, so he didn't do basically any cooking. And then my mum did the cooking, but didn't really love cooking. She just did it because someone had to do it. And then, but she loved baking. That was her thing. So that's where I would say oh, hello. I was brought up in that you should always have, uh, you should always have sweets, you should have cake, you should have stuff in the house for when people come over. The idea, she, used to, she sat me down with her and she was like, you eat dinner. So you can have pudding. And that was, like, that was the reason why that was my relationship with food. It's like the A-level to the University of Pudding. Exactly. 100% <laughs> unlock it. You know, unlock that playable pudding. Um, so that's what I was brought up. So I've, I've, got, I've got a real sweet tooth. I love, uh, you know, I was watching some of your clips earlier, Christelle, and I love what you're making. I was the salt of caramel stuff. I was like, oh my God, I love that stuff. <laughs> And I've got other mates who are brought up in different cultures and backgrounds who I'm like, I'm like, what's for pudding then? And they're like, what do you mean? We've just eaten. I'm like, excuse me, that was, <laughs> we're just eating a pasta. Is that what we're doing here? But what you're saying, Crystal, what we really missed out on, as you're saying, Russell, as well, is the idea of a big pot of something going on throughout the day, the yeah, idea yeah, of having yeah, people yeah. over, the idea of inviting more and more people and just always having food that's eatable, that's tasty yeah, in the yeah, house. Mm, yeah. And also the idea of passing that cooking down. Yeah. Teach it. I didn't have any of that. Well, I mean, given how compatible I've just discovered the pair of you are, I think I'll just drop off so this speed date can continue. Thank you very much. (laughs) Sorry, yeah, Yeah, exactly. Bring the vomit fruit. You bring a peg, Ali. You'll be absolutely fine. Uh, Thank you very much to Ali Woods and Christelle Pereira. If you've come here as fans of either of these two brilliant people, highly likely, please hang around. Like and subscribe, guys. Go to wherever you get your podcasts. Hit subscribe. We cover loads of subjects. I mean, the menu of today has been lighter, arguably. It's been about food and diet. We did do a bit of body shape, but we've got some deeper, more complex episodes. We've got some really silly ones. We've got some filthy ones. Just click through. See if you find anything to your liking. If you've got someone in your group, male or female, but particularly a man who's like, yeah, I'm fine, and he's not fine, ask once, ask twice, ask three times. Annoy the fuck out of that person until they tell you to fuck off. Always worth double checking. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Russell Kane. My man baggage is now empty of its viscous insights. Goodbye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.